Welcome back, everyone, to a brand new episode of 215 Unfiltered. We've got a lot to talk about this episode, episode two. We will start off first with the big breaking news that came out earlier this afternoon. Gary Bettman had a press conference and announced the NHL's future. There will be no more regular season, and the NHL will resume as a 24-team playoff with a chance for two teams to meet in the Stanley Cup final. And uh, hopefully that will start around July and finish into the early part of the fall, guys. And Joe and Ryan back at it with me. 215 Unfiltered, guys, episode two. How do we feel early on? Joe, I'll start with you here. Hockey's your thing of uh, this early thing that Gary Bettman came up with, the 2014 playoffs. I'm excited. Um, Any sports right now, to me, is a positive outlook. Um, You know, just him breaking it down. um, Obviously, there's still a bunch of hurdles to clear. You know, we still have to – we're still – going through a pandemic we're still going through a worldwide pandemic but the guidelines laid out by gary bettman today um gave me a lot of positivity gave me a lot of positive thinking towards we're going to actually have sports maybe not in the the you know within the week but within the within the near future so i'm excited i'm i'm ready to go i'm ready for some hockey i'm ready for sports i'm ready for uh, life to get back to normal. So, but the NHL bringing this gives me a really, really, really positive outlook. And Joe, it'll be it'll be something different. It'll be something. And Ryan, too, if you want to get in the conversation here, it'll be something we are not used to seeing. Guys, being a twenty four team playoff, so the playoff format will be expanding for each the Eastern and Western Conference with the teams uh, in the bottom six of the NHL will be eliminated already. Ryan, what are your thoughts, and how do you like this? compared to a, a regular postseason? Um, I don't know how I feel about the, the 24 teams in the playoffs. I mean, normally it's like, what, 16? And that's already over half the league as it is. And now yeah. if you're making it bigger. I mean, wouldn't it be make more sense to make it smaller in a shortened season? But uh, I don't know. Maybe it'll make for uh, some more, you know, underdog stories and uh, shocking upsets. But uh, from a personal perspective, as a Flyers fan, you know, we were – playing our best hockey right before the world came to a screeching halt. So I, I think as a, as a Flyers perspective, it would have been better to have it as less because they're, you know, I mean, they're only, a, let's see, I'm looking at the standings here. They're only three points out of, from second in the entire East, only if one point away from first in the Met. So, I mean, you got to think they got to be a pretty high seed. And if there's, 24 teams in there they got to be playing a pretty low seed in the tournament so hopefully they use that to their advantage yeah now joe the commissioner introduced uh, what'll be a three game round robin i believe it is yeah so, so the flyers will so, be in that so here's what i'm going to do i'm going to break it down so we we obviously stated that they are coming back so the nhl is on on their way of coming back so they're going to do they they've started a four-phase plan. So the first phase is pause and self-quarantine and the regular season is over. So the NHL instituted the pandemic pause on March 12th. So March 12th was the last day of games played. Um, That was the March, uh, hold on, let's see, uh, with the regular season marked as the ending of March 11th. The top 12 teams from each conference enter the 2014 playoffs. So top 12 from each conference. All right, so that's the first phase. The second phase is non-contact skating for players in small groups and team facilities. The hopeful starting date for phase two is early June. So as of right now, we're looking like early June, which is really good. So we, I mean, we are almost not even a week away from June. So it, it's uh, that to me is a really good sign. And then uh, it covers – okay, so uh, number three, formal training camp starting. So no earlier than the first half of July. So obviously – the non-contact skating uh, in early June is a good sign. So teams are going to start warming up, getting ready. But no, uh, no training camps till July. So obviously their start date's probably going to look like mid to late July for the actual start of the of phase four, which would be the starting of the playoffs. So, like I said, 2014 playoff. We discussed that, you know, just in small realm here. We'll probably go through uh, matchups in a little bit, but. Um, the 2014 playoffs. So what they're going to try to do is they're trying to get two hub cities. Um, some of the cities that were listed were Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Edmonton, Vegas, LA, uh, Minneapolis, Pittsburgh, Toronto, and Vancouver. Um, 
those are just the major ones that they are looking at. Um, obviously, they don't want to be traveling to, you know, all over the country. So or, or even into Canada consistently. So they're trying to set up two major hub cities with uh, secure hotels, arena practice facilities and in market transportation. Um, teams will be limited to 50 personnel in the hub city with only a small number of support staff permitted to enter event arenas. Uh, timing and sites will be determined in future date and will, will be dependent on COVID-19 conditions, testing ability, and government regulations. So a lot, of, lot going on for that. Um, now, breaking down the playoff format. All right, so the top four teams play for the first round regular uh, first round seeding. So those top four teams in the Eastern Conference are Boston, Tampa, Washington, and the Flyers. So those are your top four. So to me, that's that's a big advantage. I know Ryan was talking about we were playing our best hockey going into the playoffs. Um, I think it's actually a good thing that we got in that top four. Now we're playing the best teams. Like what what a what a better way to warm up than playing the best teams in the league. I think that's a big advantage for us. I don't know about you guys. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I think it is. And because, you know, we've had so much success against the top-tier team, surprisingly, for once this season yeah. in the Eastern Conference, and it's been a shocker. So to basically pick up where we left off and just hit the ground running, I think it would be a great thing for the team. Mm. Ryan? Yeah, I mean, look, at this point, I'm just happy that play is resuming. I know there was talk. Uh, I see, like, the NHL at one point was – less likely than the NBA to resume, which uh, was yeah. very disappointing, disheartening to hear. But to hear this news, you know, yeah. I'm just – I'll take what I can get at this point. I'm happy, man. This is uh, this is like a closure. We need a, we need a, a champion in, in hockey this year. We really do. We do. I'm, we do. With, I'm with both of you on that. I, I think uh, I think it's like, – like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm really leaning towards the positive side. Like, man, we're getting sports back. Like – I keep thinking eventually it's going to turn this corner. We're going to turn this corner and we got to come back. We got to come back to real life. We got to come back to a sense of normalcy. I think sports is a big step in that. I think the NHL coming out with this is the, the just the positive outlook for everybody. You know, obviously we have to, you know, man, you know, have testing, you have to have quarantines, you have to, you know, be safe and protect them and them from not just, you know, themselves but the people around them so obviously it's a big deal but if we're just looking in terms of the sport and actual physical you know the actual games that are going on um i think the flyers have a good opportunity here you know the, to start out and play in this round robin with the uh with boston tampa and washington that that to me is a big deal i think getting to warm up against the best teams like that's that's where you want to go um if you want me to keep breaking down these matchups too, and we'll go through these matchups yeah, for you guys. Let me, ju let me just say this, Joe, two things. Um, I don't want to get too sidetracked here, but just yeah. I want you and Ryan's opinion on as far as the neutral sites go. I know there was really no chance there was going to be home ice advantage in these 2014 playoffs, but what do you guys think about the Flyers playing in a neutral site? Like the Joe, I know you just listed all the cities earlier. Mm -hmm. So what do you think? Do you think um, – they will let fans in. Do you think it'll be limited fans? Like, how do you think the Flyers? Uh, I know we played the beginning of the season in um, in Prague, right? I believe, mm -hmm. Joe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was Prague. So, so I mean, obviously that's not the United States, but it's still a neutral site, pretty yeah. much for the Flyers. So, guys, how do you think they'll play uh, without the Wells Fargo and really the Philadelphia crowd? Good, Ryan. You can lead off on this one. Well, look, there's no advantage in any sport like a Philadelphia home ice, home court, home arena advantage. And I don't need to tell you guys that we've been to enough games yeah. to see the kind of effect that it has. Uh, but basically what it means is if you're a Philadelphia faithful, you got to travel. And, you know, I do know Flyers fans do travel very well. Um, there's Flyers fans planted all over the country, even if it's not technically, um, you know, because you're not playing in the Wells Fargo Center itself. You got to make it feel mm -hmm. like it's the Wells Fargo Center. Like I remember, yeah, that's key because I remember yeah. a couple of years ago in the Super Bowl, you know, it felt like the link in there. You know, when you were watching it, hurt, it sounded like it was the link. You gotta give it the um, the perception that you're a home team and and just just take over the stadium. That's what you gotta do. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that, Ryan. I, I, I agree. Um, I don't know. I don't know where we're gonna be in terms of uh, in terms of fans. Like, obviously, yeah. you see Florida right now. Like, 
especially with the wrestling promotions down there, um, with WWE and uh, AEW both uh, performing, um, and they're using wrestlers as fans. I wonder if they would maybe let uh, teams, you know, bring in uh, fans. You yeah. know, or teams, not teams bring in fans, but teams let their players sit there and cheer them on. I, I don't know how they would do with uh, fans. You know, depending obviously it depends on there's a bunch of different situations that there that can happen or might happen where, you know, they might be able to put fans in the seats. Um, but at the moment, it doesn't look like there'll be fans. But yeah, obviously we can hold out hope. Um, yeah, I guess it depends on what's what state uh, the Eastern yeah. Conference city would be like there's there's a couple like I, I know I was reading stuff on uh, Pittsburgh where, you know, great healthcare system, great, um, you know, great home uh, facilities there. Um, and it really hasn't been a hot spot in terms of COVID-19 as far as I've seen. Now, now I'm obviously just going off of what I've read. If somebody could differ on that opinion, more than, more than happy to hear it. You know, obviously we need more news and as much information as we can get. So everybody remains safe, but like that's, that to me is a big thing. If, if they go into a city like Pittsburgh where it's, it's set up for them, or even Columbus, I've seen um, a very, you know, positive outlook. And then Florida, Florida's big time because, you know, they, they're basically open for business. So, I mean, there's, there's a handful of areas they can go to start this up. Yeah, I'm confident that there will be fans of some sort. I, I really am. Whether that needs to be from, uh, like you mentioned, Joe, um, play other players, coaching, um, owners, you know, or, or whoever, I, I'm, I'm confident that, that no. they're not going to be playing um, in an empty arena with nobody in the seats. I, I think they'll be able to find either a location. Um, I mean, like you mentioned with the wrestling in Florida, uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, he's pretty much has them open for business. As long as they don't play in, you know, like New York City or, or L.A., I, I, yeah. I think they have a reasonable yeah. shot um, if, if, they're, if they're smart about this. Yeah. And guys, just on the, the same topic of fans, because I wanted to mention this um, with what we're going to talk about later on and with MLB and, and the NBA. Uh, but the big thing I've been hearing over the last couple of days and last weekend is so German, the German Bundesliga Soccer Federation has a um, they implemented crowd noise. And I was watching a match this afternoon. Uh, Bayern Munich was playing Borussia Dortmund this afternoon and they pumped in crowd noise on FS1. So it sounded like an actual crowd arena a crowd full crowd was there you could hear the chants and everything so where do you guys stand on implementing fake crowd noise into these games in the nhl mlb and nba i think uh i I find it kind of interesting i mean it's not to me a bad idea because you know it 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 builds up the atmosphere because obviously part of be watching sports is the crowd to me like it just the involvement you know, you, you don't think about it, but like I've watched wrestling the last couple, you know, months with no crowds. And I find it really interesting watching it with no crowd. And then AEW had wrestlers doing, you know, being pumped in as, as their crowd. And you could feel the biggest difference. Like just that little bit of noise, that reaction to that, that reaction, that natural reaction is to me more beneficial you know, pumping in crowd noise, I, I don't know if it – I guess it's kind of awkward, but it works. So, I mean, I, I'm a big sucker for a reaction. You know, that, yeah. that's what, that's yeah. what makes I mean, it better for me. That's as a sports fan in general, Joe. Like, you need a reaction. You love seeing a reaction. You want to hear mm-hmm. your own crowd. You want to see them react just as you're reacting from home or wherever you're watching a game. Yeah. And it just makes it makes the experience so much better. And I watched a couple soccer games before they implemented the crowd, the fake crowd noise. And it's not like just to hear nothing in pin drops and maybe them screaming in German or whatever and passing the ball. Yeah, like, yeah. that's it. I can't imagine what hockey would be like, but the hits and everything and the language they use on the ice. We know that. <laughs> Especially so a lot be covered Especially up. TK. You exactly. know, scream. Oh, we know so you know, much about him. I love TK, but man, yeah. Like to me though, it could bring a natural element to the game. It might bring some more realism, you know, here in yeah. especially hockey where they talk all all types of garbage all day long. Like they like you see like I always bring up Trap to Connect me, but he doesn't shut up. Like it's what makes him He's phenomenal. A young kid, you love it. And you hear him just constantly chirping all all game long and you're like 
man, hearing that all game, I'd be annoyed too. But like, how awesome would it be to hear him chirping away and 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 Giroux, you know, you know, leading the team? And I think that's very fascinating. I think it's like maybe we could see a different side, and and we'll talk a little bit more like with NBA. Yeah. But we're obviously talking NHL right now. But I think it'd be a really cool thing to maybe hear the players, you know, maybe mic up more players. And Ryan, so where do, where do you stand on this? And we'll just focus on NHL for now about implementing fake crowd noise in, in an empty arena. Well, you know, hopefully in an ideal world, uh, whoever is there is so passionate, and loud and excited. You wouldn't even need crowd noise. I mean, I, I know if you go to a Flyers game and, and you had, uh, say, fifth, just 50 Flyers fans, they, they could make it sound like there's about 5,000 in the arena. So, I, I mean, I, I think <laughs> let's hear it. Just liquor them up and let them go. If that's what it takes, <laughs> man, I'll take it. But, but, it, but if it is, um, you know, unusually or eerily quiet, I, I wouldn't be against pumping in crowd noise. Um, I mean, as, as a last resort, but let, let, let's see what they can do first. I kind of want to hear what, what it is yeah. like first before you go to that. Mm-hmm. That's that's true. That's a good uh, exam, uh, good point, though, because we don't know what the crowds are going to be like. And again, we'll have to see with what cities uh, are what what is the two yeah, cities where, on. Where they start. All right, Joe. We'll go back to what you were originally going to break down for okay. us. As we got oh. sidetracked there. All right. So obviously, we went through the round robin. Uh, we started with the round robin with uh, the four top four teams in the East. You know, Boston, Tampa, Washington, and Philly. We'll go to the Western Conference. You got St. Louis, you got Colorado, you got Vegas, and you got Dallas. Those are your top eight, you know, top four seeds in the Western Conference. Now, what's really cool is how they broke down this best of five in the qualifying round to get into the tournament. So, the best of five, Pittsburgh and Montreal, that's a really interesting series. You know, Pittsburgh, obviously. Physical. You talk Crosby, you talk Malkin. You talk, you know, the goaltending was a little iffy, but they still got Crosby and they still got Malkin, so they're obviously dangerous. You know, Montreal's got Carey Price. All it takes is a hot goaltender. We always know this. Uh, Then next series, you got Carolina and and, uh, New York, the Rangers, who who were actually playing really well, too, down the stretch. Mika Zibanejad was was going bananas. You know, he had six goals against Washington. It was like, oh, I think a week before the stoppage. So they – that's another interesting series. That's going to be a high-scoring series, you know. And you still got you still got uh, King Henrik and you got King Lundqvist in the net, you know. Even though they've leaned more towards Georgiev, the uh, young Russian goalie for uh, the Rangers, they've obviously uh, still got the king. So any anything's really possible. I think this opens up a lot of opportunity. I know Ryan was saying a lot about opportunities for teams to maybe upset, you know. Um, you go to the next series, you got the Islanders in Florida, and then the following, the last series would be Toronto and Columbus, and that's the 8-9 matchup. And then in the Western Conference, you got Edmonton and Chicago, Nashville and Arizona, Vancouver and Minnesota, and Calgary and Winnipeg, and that's a Western Canadian series. Oh, those are the best. Obviously, we <laughs> Obviously, I want Cal. You know anything Calgary and and Winnipeg Western Western hockey is always always a fun time, and it's a shame that it we is. can't see Winnipeg in that home building because that's one of that's always a fun building to watch a hockey game in because they are just nuts. They're they're crazy. I I figure you know Ryan talks about us Flyers fans. I watch some Winnipeg games and and those those fans. There's there's a I mean it's a small building but. Damn, is it loud in there? <laughs> and, and how fun, Joe, just to build on that, uh, would it be to have a, a Western Can- Canada first round uh, playing around with the, the Jets and the Flames? Oh, oh, just uh, especially just, an eight-nine matchup. Yeah, yeah. we like to get in and just and just to be dangerous to another team. Like I think Calgary's dangerous. You know, they, they're just they're a physical team, and they they're that's what they are. They just beat you up. Same with Winnipeg, too. Winnipeg, but they got some snipers on there with Winnipeg, Nick uh, Ehlers and uh, Patrick Laine, who is, if he didn't, to me, if he played an American team or like a major uh, market like New York, I mean, obviously Canada is a major area, but like in America, like obviously hockey's like number four at the moment. But uh, we'll talk later about maybe them moving up because of other sports not being, I guess, as proactive. But yeah. yeah, very fascinating time for the NHL. I think I don't know what you guys are thinking, but I think it's it, 
I see positive. I see. I yeah. see starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel here. For yeah, sport. I mean, it's it's an experiment, Joe. This year, and we have to accept it, and we mm-hmm. are going to accept it. I think an expanded playoff just for this year is just going to be fun to see what else is out there, what else the possibilities are there, maybe going to a different direction in the future. Uh, but I don't like the one thing, guys. I don't like uh, Ryan too. If you want to chime in here, I don't really like the only what six teams left in the in the NHL not making the playoffs. Yeah. It makes the regular season really not so watchable at that point. If they were to do this permanently going forward, years from now maybe. Uh, but Ryan, where do you stand on that issue of the expanded playoffs versus leaving it? Well, I, it I think the this expanded playoffs. Um, I know it's like kind of like a trial run. Um, and but yeah. the, I think even if it goes well for this year, I, I don't really see it staying around in the future. You kind of alluded to it there. It yeah. really takes away uh, from the importance of the regular season. And if you're a sport like the NHL, that is the last league in this country that needs to take away from the, from the importance of the regular season. Because uh, like Joe said, their ratings already are, um, you know, fourth out of the big four. Mm-hmm. And I don't think um, – having meaningless games from November to April is going to help anything. But but that doesn't mean, you know, this, these aren't normal times. You know, you have to do these type of things in order um, to get up and running. So, you know, hopefully it works out really well for this year. Um, but then, you know, next year it goes back to the way it was. Yeah. You know yeah. what I also find interesting, too? Um, you know, we're talking about this maybe, you know, obviously we're not hope, thinking this is going to be a, a continuation and hopefully they don't continue to do this 2014 playoff uh in the future but like with this season starting i guess back up in july where are they going to be looking you know off season time when are they going to start the next season like it's going to be this this is going to be a really interesting trial run you know how much is the nhl willing to maybe change their timeline maybe how much are they willing to move like this is a good time to implement a lot of these new changes so like this new playoff format maybe maybe they can tweak it a little bit more maybe they can you know oh maybe we didn't like 24 maybe we'll keep it 16 but maybe we'll put more importance on something else so i mean to me this is a good trial and error run for a lot of futures you know uh, in the nhl and maybe to bring more i guess notoriety to it because it's it's really lacked especially in america they don't cover the sport here in canada they cover it every day and and canadians know this but in in america like it's it's barely like if you turn on espn it'll be the last story if they show anything like yeah and the nhl network to me doesn't have enough content like especially daily content they're not putting out enough stuff so people don't like turn to the nhl network to watch their programming they just go okay the nhl's on you know like diehards turn to it but not you know the casual fan like the casual person isn't jumping to the nhl they're going to the nfl and the nba so like this is time for the nhl to really like you know what let's put our foot into america's market and let's just load it up and let's go yeah so, I'm with you yeah. on that because if you watch ESPN, like you said, or you watch FS1, you know, they, they call baseball America's pastime. At this point, football, uh, the NFL, is really America's sport. That That is mm-hmm. the most popular. That's the moneymaker. That's the one that has the biggest fans. I, um, and then the NBA, with the way they've been able to market their players via Twitter and social mm-hmm. media, they've, they've been brilliant. Um, Adam Silver has done a great job of marketing. Um, they, they could be second, and, and baseball uh, could be second or third. Um, but, but yeah, really, yeah. hockey do, doesn't get too much coverage. I remember um, one example in particular, I believe it was the 2014 season, and the, uh, the San Antonio Spurs won the NBA Finals, and the LA Kings won the Stanley Cup, and they were either the same day or like one day apart. And the next morning, ESPN mm-hmm. spent like 50 minutes of their 60-minute the, program on the Spurs and like 10 minutes of it on the Kings and everything. And like, man, yep. this is really the way it is, isn't it? Like, wow. Yep. Yeah, so I, I think this is a good time for the NHL to really just dive headfirst into the American market and really just load up and try to just get in there. And, and this is the opportunity to do it during a pandemic during a, a a trial and error run you know they can really make some headway in terms of becoming more prominent in in america at least to me i think they've 
really lag behind and and that's really unfortunate because they do have a really good product but man is it frustrating because you know you don't know what channel you know they got these wednesday night games like game of the week and they they just don't have it on enough so i think this is a good time they need to really just go dive long head first do it and just go for it and and if and if it fails well at least you went oh, for yeah, it i agree all right, Joe, let's um, break down this three-game round robin. And I want to ask you guys, in, before we do that, to, to in, intro that. Um, out of Boston, the Lightning, and the Capitals, guys, where do you see in those three games the Flyers, uh, I guess, struggling most? Or how do you guys, I guess, see them playing out here in a three-game round robin? Go ahead, Ryan. You can lead us off. Man, what do you think? Nothing. Or I should say, I should say nothing. Very few things get me as excited as a Flyers-Capitals playoff matchup. And I know <laughs> that <laughs> that are both in the Metropolitan Division are very familiar with each other. And the standings are only one point apart. The Capitals at 90 and the Flyers at 89. Um, but the Flyers actually looked like they were about to surpass Washington any day before play yeah. started because the Flyers had won nine of their last ten. And Washington had been more hovering around the 500 mark or so the last couple of weeks they were playing. So I really felt like if play continued, it was only a matter of time before Philadelphia passed them. And that matchup, man, you got you got the OGs. You got the guys who've been in the league so long you, with uh, Alex Ovechkin, who his whole career, you know, one of the two greatest players of his generation, but never got the cup and then finally got it recently. And then um, Claude Giroux on the other side, you know, has been in the league so long has really been a top three or four player in the league since he came in, but still doesn't have that cup. I would love to see that matchup as a fan. I really would. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I'm with you there, Ryan. I mean, obviously, now we we talk about just that one game with Washington. You know, we kind of dominated them. We we played them really well throughout the regular season. Um, The other two games, though, for us, and Boston and Tampa (laughs) scare me. Because, I mean, obviously – we, but we don't Washington have to go well. there. That's that, yeah. that's the the thing. That that's at least the one we wouldn't nice... have to go there. Yeah, we wouldn't have to actually play in their you know their home arena. Building. That's that's yeah. a really good feeling. Um, the big thing is it's still Boston. There, who is yeah, who is rolling? I mean, we the the game before the end, basically the the end of the regular. <laughs> Um, we lost to Boston. What was it? Two nothing or one nothing? You know, it was basically one nothing the whole game, and that was a. a like just playoff hockey at its finest almost because that was the most tight checking game I've seen the entire year by both the Flyers and the Bruins. It was probably the most tight checking game the whole year. I mean, it was such a just you had to grind out every shift. It was it was really one of the best games. And I mean, even though the Flyers lost, it, it proved to me I'm like, man, they can hang. And and that made me feel really good going in um, with Tampa. Tampa was I don't even think on fire would be a good term. I mean, they were they were just they were blowing everybody out. It didn't matter who they played. They were just they were just massacring teams. And I, I think those two games scare the crap out of me. Like I think if if they win two of those games, I'd feel amazing. I yeah, I would, yeah, I would take feel that. like I, I think they to win two would be amazing. They win one, it, it, I'd be like, okay, they don't win any of them. I'm nervous. That would that would shake me a little bit. But I think they can win at least. They, they should definitely, to me, win one. I think two is the ultimate goal. But I think one one of those three games they have to win. They if they don't win one of those three, I'm I'm pretty much out. Like I, I think it's 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 over. You know, we're just gonna try to hang on. And, you know play the best we can i mean going into that next round so joe where would you see them um going as far as seeding where do you think the best seed fits for them uh or i guess the best path what is the best path so i i think they what they're doing is so if they if they go about this and if the flyers would eventually go into i guess they would be depending on how they seed after the round robin you know if let's just say they're one they would play the worst team they would the, play the eight, eight, nine. Well, no, they could play. They could play either the eight, nine. They could oh, play would, eight, would nine, ten, eleven. I guess they're reseeding. Um, I, I don't know that. I don't know if they've gotten that far, but yeah. if they have to, 
cheated. I mean, obviously a, a matchup they would, I, I guess would like would be Columbus. Mm-hmm. Um, the, Florida would be a good matchup for them. Rangers. Um, I, I think they match up well with Toronto. Uh, they match up well with Pittsburgh. I think they match up pretty well with Montreal. So they match up good with most of the teams. Carolina scares me because Carolina can really score. Um, and I think the Islanders are a tough matchup because Barry Trotz's system is so good defensively. And, and Matt Barzell can score. And they're, they're experienced on the back end with Boychuk. I, I think I, I like – I really like the Flyers' chances – depending on hopefully if they're the top seed now, obviously if they slide down matchups change. So I I still think they match up pretty well with most teams. That's, that's the good thing, but I think it's going to be a tough, tough road ahead for them regardless. I I don't, I I just hope there isn't recede. I don't hope they recede Joe, Mm -hmm. because if Mm -hmm. the one I have in front of me that I pulled up, we have the one seed play the eight nine. The four gets the winner of the five twelve. The two gets the seven ten, and the three gets the six oh, okay. eleven. Oh, okay. um, I didn't see that one. I'm just looking at uh, yeah, I have NBC okay. Sports up at the moment, so I'm just it's looking just, at that. Yeah. So I mean, it's just a proposed one. I obviously nothing mm-hmm. mine's not official either, but uh, just looking at that and going with that, where do you think like uh, where? Do you, I mean, I don't know. Like, do you think they could end up as a one and and be? fine or does it really not matter what seed they get no matter what because you know you're still gonna have to play the top teams to get to a final anyway yeah i mean i think i think this is really more of who's going to be playing the best it it, i i don't think it matters i think it's whoever has the best goalie i think whoever has the best goalie is winning and and to me we're we're in good shape with that i think boston's in good shape with tuka brass uh tampa's got vasileski Washington was struggling, but Braden Holtby can just turn it on. You know, Carey Price can really go. Matt Murray can turn it on. You know, Rangers have Lundqvist and Georgiev. Lundqvist can – you never know what you can get out of Lundqvist. You know, uh, Anderson in Toronto. It, it's I, – I think the best goalie. I think whoever has the best goalie. I mean, Carter Hart was playing out of his mind – at home, and I think I don't know how much it's going to affect him. He's a young goalie, but he was playing really well. So I think goal. I think goaltending is the biggest thing. Whoever the best goalie is going in, that's the team you just pick and you throw as much money as you can on it. And here's a couple. So. Here's a couple of stats for you, Joe, about that. Flyers were uh, give, were scoring three point six goals per game. That was first in the NHL, and they were plus a thirty two goal differential. Uh, since January 8th, prior to the stoppage, that's courtesy of a Jordan Hall for NBC Sports Philadelphia tweet uh, from earlier uh, last month. Um, Ryan, I want to ask you the same question. So besides, we'll, we'll take out the, the top four teams. And Ryan, besides Pittsburgh, because I feel like we, you know, we could talk about them forever. Besides, Pitt, besides Pittsburgh, <laughs> hatred. who else in the Eastern Conference worries you in a first uh, round man, matchup? Well, you took my answer besides Pittsburgh. So. <laughs> no, <it's>, I mean, <laughs> As always, as always, hold on. We have to say fuck Pittsburgh because it's Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh that God, reason, I have to say it. About, uh, James Neal going after Claude Giroux's head. Oh, my goodness. But we don't have to forget those movies. Yeah. No, but I, I, I would say um, nah. probably Carolina just because they can skate the hell out of that puck, man. I mean, they can skate circles around teams. and They are, they are fast. And if it comes down to, um, mm-hmm. you know, like a marathon – when you know you're you're basically who can last longer on the ice, Carolina is not a team you want to get into a track meet with. So I, I they they can potentially be dangerous. Yeah, they, no. they can skate. They really can. I think you can tie like two together here. I think goaltending and who's who's best conditioned. I think guys, whoever's got a really good skating team, and and Carolina is one of those year. teams that can just every skate year. like it, it every year. And they can they can just skate. They have the they play with pace. They play with speed. I mean that that's such an important part. So yeah, I'm glad I mean, you brought that, that that's, up. That's the team. And I'm saying like I wouldn't want the matchup, but it's one you certainly can't take for granted. That that's for darn sure. Like goaltending is a little bit of a weak spot for them, but I, I'm with you, man. They're, they're dangerous. They're a very dangerous team. 
let's go gambling. Let's get my degenerate back okay. in my life because I've been de- very long time because all these no sports and I can't bet Korean no. baseball. I can't bet stuff I don't know. But I know I know American sports and I'm I'm a gambler at heart. I hope most uh, if you if you aren't, I suggest taking it up and becoming you, a you degenerate. Got me in on it. yeah but um all right so we're obviously 215 unfiltered so we have to list our flyers odds so take a number you guys i'm gonna i'm gonna have the odds in front of me from let's see this is from vegasinsider.com this is the best odds to win the stanley cup who is let's start with this who is the number one who is the favorite at six to one uh, you gotta go with Tampa. No, Boston. Boston. Okay. So nah, Boston. Nah, what else? Nah, what would you have, Ryan? Oh, okay. 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 So here's the, I guess we can call it a trick question. There are three teams. Okay. That have six to one odds. They are Boston, Tampa. Yep. Oh man. And <laughs> Vegas. Oh, all right. Top wow. three teams in terms of odds. Now I have two teams. At the bottom, we can go through the teams. I'll, I'll, I'll run through the teams here that we have. We got Boston, Tampa Bay. So, obviously, Boston, Tampa Bay, and Vegas are done. So, you've eliminated those three. So, I'm going to go through the rest of the teams here in terms of odds and where do you think they stand. So, we got Montreal. They got the Rangers. You got Panthers. You got Columbus. You got Toronto. You got the Islanders. You got Carolina. You got Pittsburgh. And you got Philly. You have uh, – Dallas, St. Louis, Colorado, Edmonton, Nashville, Vancouver, Calgary, Winnipeg, Minnesota, Arizona, and Chicago. So those are all your teams. Now, who do you think has the lowest odds to win the Cup? Let's see. Uh, you got to go with the, the, the seeds. Maybe like Chicago. I'm going to say Chicago. Okay, so Chicago. Yeah, because they were pretty bad before. So, so is this Ryan, NAC, who do you think? has to be a qualifying Who's- has to be a qualifying team. That oh, has the lowest odds to Duff win the cup. I think the easy way out, I'd say Detroit, but they're obviously not. <laughs> they're not even in it. I'm going to have to go with it. I'll, I'll agree with it. Okay, so you're both right. Chicago yes. and Montreal both have 100 to 1. Wow. Montreal. Oh, that, that, you know, Montreal. Montreal is an interesting one. That one you might want to throw maybe like a five dollar bet on, just to throw a little cash I'll in there and be like, you know what? I'll take them over Chicago. Okay, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, Carey Price. You got Carey Price. You got a little bit of chance there with a goalie. All right. Now, so, in fairness, no, to, in fairness to Ryan, Joe. Sorry to interrupt. In fairness to Ryan, though, he's doing this without anything in front of him. I got like everything <laughs> in front of me. So just just yeah, putting that so, out there. So that is, <laughs> I'm impressed by that, Ryan. So um, now I have the Flyers' odds in front of me. What do you think they're going off at? So obviously, odds you can do fractions. So obviously, a hundred to one is the worst odds. Six to one is the best That's odds. Nice. So where do you, so? Where do the Flyers stand in terms of betting favorites for the 2020 Stanley Cup? God, I'm terrible with this. Um, Ryan, do you have any guesses while so, I think so about are you, this? Are you saying like the number of the odds or like <laughs> standing they are, like, like fifth or fourth? What, what do you think the odds are the that they are? So obviously it could be a fraction. You know, obviously the American way is plus. So usually it's like – so for Boston it's plus 600. For Montreal it's plus uh, 10,000. So – Plus eight hundred. Okay. I will do uh, plus uh, I'll do plus seven hundred. Okay, so you're both under. Wow. They're going off at plus twelve hundred. Oh so 12, no way! I am taking that to, to one, the bank. Twelve to yeah. one. Twelve to one odds to win the Stanley Cup for the Philadelphia Flyers. That's a that's a pretty nice number. If I mean, I think I picked them. So before all this crazy pandemic crap happened, you know, yeah. <laughs> but I'm annoyed with hearing pandemic and social distancing and all this stuff. I mean, obviously it's real. I'm not denying it's not real. I said, I'm just tired of hearing about it. Um, I think I had the flyers at plus 1600. So a little hit for my odds, but I, I, I would be willing to put some money on that. And, uh, I would, I'd be willing if I were to hit to donate some of it. So, I I, I think that's fair. So if I, I think we throw, 
I could throw fifty bucks on it. I throw fifty on it, and then I'll donate. I'll donate half the winnings if they win. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I think I, I, I think, think that's so. a good that's a good twenty five. Maybe even I even throw fifty or something. I just feel confident. I th- yeah, I mean, even even if I throw a hundred, okay, a hundred, I win twelve hundred bucks. So I win the stimulus check. <laughs> <laughs> you know, great prize. Um. So I, I would take the the flyers at those odds, the twelve to one. Obviously, we'd have to see like what they look like when they're playing. Yeah, but, and you know that'll change, Joe, it, based on uh, what seed they get too. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, I would just take those odds. If if you're a gambling person, you know beforehand, I I was I was on the flyers to win. I would probably put some money into them and maybe a couple sleeper teams you would like. Um, I do like Carolina. Ryan, yeah. Ryan said it. They're going off at fifty to one, so plus five thousand. So a hundred dollar bet would win you five grand. Oh, that's nice money. So I, I, that's an interesting team. So I, I would throw a little, maybe a little bit of money on that. Um, Edmonton, very sneaky. Connor McDavid, yeah. best player in the league. Maybe th- they're going off at forty to Ooh. one. Nice, maybe nice little teaser there. You throw a little little Ooh. cash all on that. Um, Another, I, I would actually, if if you're picking a favorite, I would probably lean Vegas, um, just because I, I I really like what Vegas has done, and you know after firing uh, Gallant, they they hired Pete DeBoer, and they were they were another team that was just catching fire, and maybe Colorado. So those would be like maybe out of those five, I would maybe throw a little bit of money on. You know, if if you got that little bit of extra money, if you're a gambling person. I would, I would maybe throw a little bit of ta- little taste on each one, so you can't go wrong, Joe. Because you can uh, again without a crowd, without your home arena, anything could happen. I think any mm-hmm. team can beat anybody. Uh, the twelve, the twelve yep. seeds. I think you know. I think it's safe to say they won't win uh, a matchup here. But other than that, I think every team is safe to say they can win and beat another team. Again, it, it all goes mm-hmm. back to the conditioning too. Like who has a good couple weeks of training camp, or however long they do, and comes out strong and fresh. Yep. Because this is basically yep. going to be like a regular season, but it's not because you have to have another training camp. And the, it's a sprint. It is. It's it's a full blown yeah. sprint to the finish. And and whoever to me is the best condition for that sprint, you you're you're ahead. You're going to win. Like you you have to be ready to go in and go to work. So I think it's I think this is a really fascinating tournament. And I think for degenerate like me who who has no problem throwing a little little money around i i would i would really consider throwing a little bit of cash around on these on just these odds just to see what you can yeah get. you got to space it out with the east and west because you just you never know once this starts mm-hmm. and gets going and everyone gets back you know the odds have changed and you never know who wins and you know you might you know see joe this is the crazy thing because you wouldn't see this in a normal season and that's why i think it's going to draw eyeballs to the television screen mm-hmm. uh, around yeah. when it gets going again because if you just have like as an example like a minnesota or uh, a, a Calgary or Winnipeg or even a, a Arizona or Nashville, those kind of teams went in like the lower seeds, you know, the Floridas, the mm-hmm. Habs, the yeah. Blue, Blue Jackets or Maple Leafs or whatever. Like it, things could get really interesting and there could be some upsets because just based on conditioning alone, not necessarily skill. Yeah. I agree with you. I, I really, I mean, this is, this is fascinating. This, this whole thing is fascinating. Like we keep talking about, you know, back and forth with teams and who can win and who can, but this is the NHL's opportunity. Like I said, to break in earlier that they could break in the American market and showcase these guys. If other sports aren't up, up to par or up to snuff, you know, or aren't getting going, um, they could really take, you know, take control. Like we, we, we've been talking about ratings and stuff and we're going to talk a little bit more about, well, at least my thoughts and opinions on the NBA uh, and major league baseball and a big problem that can, that's going to, you know, rear its ugly head. But we, we just saw tiger and Phil with Brady and Manning on Sunday. If you didn't take, you know, you have your viewing pleasure on that, but 6 million people watch that. That's a, that's a lot of people. Do you think do you think people aren't like ready to go for sports? You're crazy. So if I'm in charge of a league, like we just saw the NFL have a draft and it was the most watched draft ever. That's ever. Do you have do, do we start, have numbers on we're, that? We're yet? Talking, just curious. I, I we definitely 
numbers. Um, I have to look okay. them up I'll, if you I'll, somebody I'll wants look to. Look if you want to come up, I'll, uh, I'll like riff on this a little bit. But people are yeah. dying for – I don't want to say dying. It's a horrible use of the word. People are like craving it. They want sports back. People want their normalcy back. And I, I especially like gamblers like me, I, I mean I'm craving it. I want it. I need it. Like it, it, it's it's that little bit of necessity or that that need for me to just watch sports like it, it, it's going to take so much pressure to me off just people in general because they're going to watch sports and go thank god we have some reprieve from just the constant news cycle day in and day out so i, I think it's a real positive outlook what do you think ryan what do you, what do you got next to you with all the huge tvs <laughs> 50 different games on and a, a, a 18 deep parlay going on and then at that point, I think I'll officially yes. be in my comfort yes. again because it feels like it's been years since I've been in that position. Yes. And, man, that is a nice place to be. I know, man. That 18 parlay, though, you know, we got we to gotta roll with them plus, like, 20,000 odds. What the hell, right? You get plus 20,000 on a $10 Makes bet. You night. win two grand. You're fucking shitting yourself. You're excited. <laughs> Oh, dude, you, you're running around butt naked after that. That's some exciting shit. Yeah, so here, here's the draft viewership, guys. So 50, 50, this is according to NFL.com. 15.6 million watch round one. That's up 37% versus 2019. Over 8, 8 million for shit. rounds two and three on Friday. That's up 40% from 2019. And 4 million watch rounds four through seven on Saturday. It's up 32% from 2019. What does that tell you? People want sports baby let's get them back let's let's start this stuff up you know obviously we have to be safe we have to do it the safe positive you know safe way you know with with the pandemic going on we're, we're hoping everybody does stay safe but let's get this started i'm excited i think everybody else is excited just to get sports back and i, I think this this positive news from the nhl is the best way to start it up and welcome back i guess America, welcome back to the world, and, you know, let's start getting back to where we were. All right, guys, let's wrap up our NHL talk here. Uh, final couple questions for both of you guys. Ryan, I'll start with you first because uh, you were, you know, a little busy there for a couple minutes. Um, as far as we'll just look at the top four teams from the East and the West, Ryan, with the Capitals, Lightning, and Bruins, we'll just say hypothetically be, being a 215 unfiltered podcast and a Philly-based podcast, uh, who do you would like to see the Flyers in a – what do you think the semifinals – I should say, what do you think the semifinals would be to get to the finals? So, like, would it be Flyers and Washington, Flyers and Capitals, and then who would be the other Eastern Conference team waiting for them uh, in an Eastern final? The, um, the, the Eastern final would end up being uh, Flyers-Bruins. I, I really do. But Boston okay. is like – they're they're the big bad bullies, man. You you gotta knock them out if you wanna if you wanna go to the cup this year, in my opinion. Boston's that team. I, like I talked about Washington, that's the most exciting matchup for me, the one I'm most looking forward to. But as far as like delivering that knockout punch to say we've arrived, to me that's Boston. And Joe, same question for you. Where do you think Eastern Conference final and then maybe even the Stanley Cup final? Where do you think the matchups could be? I'm hoping the Flyers, obviously. Like if if we're looking, you know, hometown bias, I, I lean Flyers. Um, I think, mm, I don't know. I'm looking at a couple of these teams and I'm going, well, they could sneak in and they could sneak in and they're pretty good. And I think a sneaky team might be the Islanders. I think, you know, Barry Trotz can coach the hell out of players. And I think they're a sneaky team, but I, I'm with Ryan. I think the Bruins, even though uh, I, 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 as a gambling person, you don't like to take favorites. Boston's still Boston. They still got talent. They're loaded top to bottom. They still got leadership in Chara. Veteran team. Tuca, still the goalie. He can play. He's a he's one of the top goalies in the league. I, 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 it's hard for me not to say Boston in the East against fly against our Philadelphia Flyers. I'm hoping it's Philly though. I mean, we're we're all hoping it's Philadelphia, especially being the the two one five unfiltered. We we need. We need a Flyers Cup. But here's we need that. Here's taste. the thing, guys. I I want to not get too expansive on this question, but how I guess either excited or not excited because this is this is the question now. Okay, you get to the Cup this year, first time in ten years, but you're not playing at home. And we talked about it earlier. 
how would you feel them playing at a neutral site as a Stanley Cup uh, in a Stanley Cup final, but you're not playing at home? I'd be excited. D- just, just still to Stanley be in Cup. it, yeah. Uh, just to be in it. What what, what do I have? What? Obviously, we're not gaining any type of advantage, and you know we're not arm in arm at Wells Fargo Center screaming and banging on the glass. But anything to me, anything involving a, a championship is exciting. And, and anybody saying that there's like. Uh, you know, this is just an asterisk because, you know, you had the pandemic and all that. No, 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 no. Let's, let's not even, let's not even look at that. These are the 20, these are the best 24 teams in the league, right? Yep. These are the teams that were going, you know, obviously the top 16 were going to make it. We need to, this is for the championship. It's still, uh, Gary Bettman is still going to present that Stanley cup at the end of this. So it's a title to me is a title. Asterisk or not, if you people think it's Ash, it it's a title. It it's a championship yeah, I, I'm title. I'm glad you brought the asterisk, Ryan. We're... This it's like the opposite because I think it's actually going to be harder than a normal season for the champion to battle through everything. So I, I don't think you know the craziness surrounding it lessens um, the championship victory. I I think it actually enhances it and makes it even more significant because of everything they had to go through. So I, I think, I mean, you talked about, you know, what if there's fans, there's not fans. If you're the Flyers and you're in the Stanley Cup after what happened the last couple of months, just win, man. I mean, just go out there and win it. Be, be thankful, be grateful. And, like, in the in the words of the great, just you know, win, late baby. great Al Davis, just win, baby. That's all you got to do. Just win, baby. Just win. Beautiful. <laughs> all right, everyone. That will do it for episode two of 215 Unfiltered as we dove in and expressed our views unfiltered as only we could right here on 215 Unfiltered of the 24-team NHL playoff format. We'll have plenty more to come from that once we know more. So stick with us right here on 215 Unfiltered. Again, you can follow us on the Anchor app and as well on Spotify. Be sure to share us with your friends and tell us all about us because we give the unfiltered take to everything you love just as much as we do. All right, guys, that'll do it for episode number two. For Joe, Ryan, I'm Nick saying so long. We'll be back with episode three coming up in just a couple days.